Sparks is Powell to the people on the best talk in town. Well, I got up early this morning, turned on the radio. The weatherman gave the forecast that he really didn't know. He said we might have a little sunshine, might have a little rain. Might have partly cloudy skies and it might just snow again. Well, I found out a long time ago, there ain't that much for sure. But God's love and faithfulness will forevermore endure. No matter what comes, no matter what goes, if you're on a high, if you're in a low, if you're getting sick, if you're feeling well, if you're getting up, if you just fell. God's love and faithfulness will always be the same. Some things never change. Here's Larry Powell. Hey, welcome to Powell to the People, where civility is always in style. We are so glad that you've joined us today. Uh, this is Sunday, and it's a wonderful opportunity for us to, uh, during this football season, to think about a whole lot of other things besides sports. You know, uh, we're going through some COVID challenges. We're going through uh, difficulty with uh, the economy. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of challenges out there. But, you know, uh, sports sometimes gives you an outlet from that. And uh, then for me... Church is such an important part of who I am and what my life is all about, and and I've been very blessed to be in some great churches and to spend time with some really good people. Today, our guest is going to be uh, Dale Oquist, who is the senior pastor at People's Church here in Fresno, right right there at Cedar and Herndon, and uh, we're going to get to talk about a number of things. Uh, In in case you missed it, uh, by the way, uh, yesterday uh, we had Jim Yovino, Fresno County Superintendent of Schools, on. You can go to Spotify, and all you got to do is plug in on the question there, Powell to the people, and you know what? You can hear every one of our broadcasts at your leisure, uh, which is really a cool thing. You can also catch us on uh, uh, Instagram. We're on uh, Facebook. You name it, we're everywhere. But also, Good News with Larry Powell is now on Spotify as well. So if you miss a good news story and you want to be encouraged, uh, you can catch it on uh, KXEX 1550 AM at 10 and 4, Monday through Friday, or you can go to Spotify and hear it at your leisure. So we're really glad that you're a a part of what's going on here at KXEX. But I've got with me my good friend and pastor, Dale Oquist from People's Church. Well, welcome aboard, Dale. I'm I'm glad to have you here. My, oh, my. Look at this. You're... uh... Your major digs here, and uh, you're doing this right, aren't you? Hey, I'll tell you what. You know, uh, we're really fortunate at People's Church. We've got a studio there as well yes, we that do. is state of the art. Got everything going, and it was really helpful during COVID because we had so many things to produce uh, from 18 videos a week almost to <laughs> you know every kind of thing you could imagine. Just trying to stay connected with folks and right. things. But you know, how long now have you been pastor? I know the answer to this, but. How long have you been pastor at People's Church? It'll be 12 years, March 1st. Wow, wow, 12 years. You know, for folks in the community, uh, it goes really fast. How has it gone for you? And I got a question for you. What did you think of (laughs) Fresno when you first arrived here? Well, I had fresh eyes when I came to Fresno. Yeah. And so I didn't have any of the filters or the, the lenses that people see Fresno. Right. Through. And so we we love Fresno from the very beginning and love the atmosphere. Obviously, there's um, there's a sense of the Midwest here because of the, you know, the Dust Bowl and the like. And so therefore, the people, California Bible Belt. Right. Yeah. And uh, if there is such a thing <laughs> and 
And so we've we've we found it a great place. Uh, we found it a, 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 the the people are incredible, as you uh, as you know, yep. as I know, and, and obviously you're part of that. Uh, the people that are listening are part of that. It's been an incredible experience for us, and we've loved it from from day one. And don't like it when any anyone bashes our city. <laughs> don't like that at all. I love it. I love it. it you know, you followed an icon here in town. Really? Uh, who was that? Yeah, G.L. Johnson, <laughs> who was pastor at People's for a long time. Good friend of mine, yes. known for a long time. And I know anytime you go from uh, an icon to a new new person coming in, there are a lot of challenges. But uh, I've got to tell you, the way you've faced those and the way the church is now, uh, it's it's fun what God does because it was a great run while yes. G.L. Johnson yes. was pastor. Yes, yes. Incredible. You know, and some of the things he did helped set up for where we are today. But it's amazing where we're going today and the way we're serving the community and, and, and trusting the Lord in everything that comes our way. And you have become uh, such a, a, an established part of what takes place in Fresno now. Thankfully, by the grace of God. Yeah, and that's true for all of us, you know. But uh, I know that you, uh, I want to share with the folks, uh, you're, you're a sports fan. Uh, yes, I am. You, you and I both love sports. And <laughs> now, your uh, your favorite team in the NFL happens to uh, have a quarterback that comes from California. Yes, so he does. Have you ever been to a Packers game? Have I? No, it's uh, that's not a good question. <laughs> okay. You need how to learn. Many, you need often? to learn how to ask this question from a guy from Wisconsin. It's how many, many? Packer games have you been to? So what what is Lambeau Field really like? You know, we hear a lot about it. I've been to Wrigley Field. I've been by Fenway Park. It's it is the Wrigley, the you know the, right. the Fenway of the NFL. It's an incredible, iconic place. I've had the privilege of when we lived in Wisconsin, uh, happened to know uh, the general manager's assistant, yeah. and so because of that, we got a tour, got to go in the locker room. Uh, I, because of a connection with um, a pastor I used to work for, Arnie Jacobson, then I would he pastored in Green Bay, and because yes. of that, I got to know Reggie White. I got who to was know, an amazing guy, amazing guy, yeah. and who was big without his pads on. Yes, <laughs> and and did some men's conferences with him, and uh, and all that to say is then. So I I've been in the locker room. I've been in the locker room when players were in there. I've seen. Uh, I've been on the field. It's it's so it's um it's you know it's just one of those places I'm that jealous. if you're if you're a sports person you gotta <laughs> go at least one time and wow. I, I recommend you go when it's cold. Yeah, <laughs> I'm afraid my brace would would freeze <laughs> no. up or something. <laughs> but uh, it is an amazing place. And then Aaron Rodgers, you know, who is yes. from California, played at Berkeley, and yep. you know, uh, uh, an amazing athlete, probably going to be the MVP this year at least has a really good sure, shot at sure it. Sure, sure looks like it. Yeah, and, and uh, has led his team for – and he took over from someone who was an icon as yeah, well. think of that. Since the 90s, we've yeah. had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks back-to-back. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. Now, I think I remember you in a um, 49er and a Green Bay Packer jersey that was sewn together or something one time. That can't be true. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, I know you. You now appreciate some California teams as well. Of course, yes, and uh, and and even as passionate as I may be about Wisconsin sports, because yeah. that's where I grew up. Right, that's, uh, still have roots there, and uh, and my dad and mom, you know, they were people that they may travel, but they're always going to go back to Wisconsin. Yes, and but all, all that to say is that uh, when we're here, 
you know, I'm the fir- the last thing I'm going to do is bash the 49ers <laughs> or bash the Dodgers Only or the jest. Giants. Only in right, jest. right, right. Because <laughs> the fact that I I understand that passion. Yes, and there are equally passionate people about the sports teams, local sports teams. Now, I am a Fresno State Bulldogs fan. Yes, dog. absolutely. And you know, you've made a, a really good connection with Fresno State as well. Yes, and so has People's Church because. <laughs> Uh, we've we've been a, kind of a home for some of the players and a place for them to come yes. that are out of town and come and worship and they can yep. spend time with people and and be taken care of and feel like family yeah. even when there's no family around. Yes. Yes. So that's really a really a neat thing. I know you also like the Wisconsin Badgers. You like the Milwaukee Brewers and the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. You know, so you are a full Wisconsin. Yeah, Wisconsin at all. Yeah, yeah. I, I hear you. Well, you know, you grew up uh, in a, an amazing family with your mom and dad. Yeah. And uh, I, I had the same good fortune that I grew up uh, with a dad and mom that cared deeply, uh, helped direct where I needed to be going, gave me insights that uh, basically uh, put me where I am today. Right. And I know you recently lost your dad and your yes. mom. Yeah. And, uh, lost them both in 2021. Yeah. Just crazy times. Not to COVID, but they had a car accident. But you know, it's amazing when the generation that was is no more. Right. And now you are that generation that your kids begin to look up to in a whole different way. Right. right. I remember my dad, I even said at his funeral, I said, my, you know, I I was proud one day when I said, yeah, hey, dad, I worked a 12-hour day. Ah. And he goes, so it means you worked a half day. Oh, I love it. <laughs> it's that generation. No, exactly. And then I worked at Swift & Company for my dad when I was in college, and it made me want to be in college because I tucked turkeys. So 26,000, and I did every fourth bird. Wow. So if you want that butterball look, that's what we did. So I get it. And dad, dad had the amazing ability to be focused all the time on what was important in life and yes. and for family and and he never missed an event I was in, uh, so that was that was a unique thing. Mom is still with me, ninety-seven years old, yeah. uh, loves the Lord, and just uh, amazing. an amazing person. So uh, I was very very blessed uh, to, to have that. And but I'll tell you what, he put a lot of kids through college and want them to get a college degree by working at Swift and Company. So yeah. you know, we we learned a lot from him during that time. Well, uh, we've we've had a lot of challenges in the last uh, twenty-four months. Uh, here, not only in Fresno, but in the nation. And uh, we're, we're getting close to the end of our first segment here. But uh, you came to Fresno. Uh, you got into the community very quickly. You made People's Church a place where people could come no matter what their walk of life was. And I don't yes. think people understand that uh, we are a very diverse you know, community. Very diverse, yes. Um, I, I know at one of our Christmas programs, uh, I was looking at the number of kids up there, and 52%, I did this count, 52% of them were minority right. kids. Uh, we're a place open to everybody, and we're wanting to serve everybody. And one of the things we want to talk about in just a few minutes is this is our city, and some of the decisions that had to be made when, hey, you've got to close down, you know, came to us, uh, and we thought, okay, we'll we'll handle this two or three weeks. Yeah. And the next thing we knew... We were closed down for almost a year, right? and yet we still had to serve our community. So you're going to hear a lot more from uh, Pastor Dale Oquist from People's Church. You're listening to Powell to the People, where civility is always in style. We'll be right back. You're listening to Powell to the People. Write it down.
This is Powell to the people on the best talk in town. Hey, Here's this is Larry Powell. This is Larry, and uh, you're listening to Powell to the people where civility is always in style. And we've got with us so you, today. You, you know, you always do that voice. <laughs> You got to go with the voice. <laughs> you, know, you as a pastor, you know one of the things I Where appreciate about you. <laughs> and one of the things I've liked about you is you are an actor up there too. You know, as a pastor, and it really connects with people. You know, so it's really your producers really good. are are not saying, yeah, that's exactly Jose's right. Jose's got two thumbs up over there. You know, <laughs> you know it's amazing when uh, you think about how does a church, which is supposed to serve a community and you know we're open not just on Sundays but we have multiple days multiple events multiple things going on we're always looking for ways to serve our community yes, yes. so covid hits and i remember you know we're talking you know and i'm on staff there uh, as well as a pastor but with you but uh, i can remember our staff meeting and we're going okay it looks like we're going to have to close down for 3 or 4 weeks maybe at the most maybe maybe two and a half and so uh, folks here's what we're going to have to do and you know, we're getting ready for this. And then, boom, all of a sudden, we're we're down for six months, seven months, eight right, months, and right. it just keeps going. But the needs in the community don't stop. The, the fact that we want to share the love of Jesus with folks, that doesn't stop. So we had to pivot in a lot of ways. What were your thoughts at that moment? Two weeks turns into a year almost. Well, I, as you said, my, my thoughts were immediately short-term. Right, but then they became when they when they when we had to go long term. The first thought we had, thankfully, is uh, is what what can we do here? What what are the opportunities that are going to be available to us that would not otherwise be available? Right. What are the what are the you know what are the doors that are open that we can walk through that uh, that this moment affords us and what Be- doors might we open right exactly that aren't open because you can you can panic in that moment yes or you can you, or you can see things from a different vantage point yep. you can you can have faith or fear in these moments yes and so uh, obviously many faith faith organizations churches or even other businesses that needed to communicate we were already set as far as online presence, as far as uh, um, putting on video, putting, you know, on a, a online streaming. We were already doing and that. And you got a great team. Yes. That can do that. And we were able to help other churches do the same thing. Yep. With yep. equipment and the like with our studio and some of our, our camera equipment, we were able to help other churches get online, which is great, which yes. is one of the opportunities. And then, because of our staff being the same mentality of let's look for opportunities, that's when we started to see that there were possibilities of being in our community. Right. And, and in, in our case, it was on a nightly basis during the week, Monday through Friday, five nights a week. And it turned into from one highway city location to five locations of feeding people. Right five nights a week, hot meals. And you know what? Uh, the last count I had, and it's probably above this, was one million yeah, meal, hot, million meals hot meals that were served during COVID yes. to communities that were in desperate need. And we didn't make them just come to the church to get it. We never, well, yeah, uh, we had unless it was a big event. Yeah. We had a big event. We had a, you know, right. uh, you know, feeding families, but whatever else. On a nightly basis, we were in the community. 
and you know, we had 300 plus volunteers, which really, you know, it, it takes you from a sit and soak person in a church to a stand up and go. And, and I saw a growth in some of our folks. Amazing. It was just amazing. Yeah. And we also got to see our community and what was needed out there. And I think we ended up in, uh, you know, went from five to six to seven different locations, big apartment complexes, uh, big com- little communities that needed big help, yep. you know, and a lot of things like that. But you, one of the things you did that I thought was so unique is you said to people, let's think outside the box. And out of that came a thing called, this is my city. I love my city. Yeah, I love my city. So tell us, tell us more about that. Well, in light of the, what, what we saw as obviously the, 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 one of the needs in our community during this time and the, and the hot meals that we provided that then turned into and birthed because of, again, because of our team and their creativity and their, their ability to see the opportunities that we, I, I always love the phrase, I love my city. Right. And so in light of that, because of the fact that I want to get that mentality of we love our city. Yes. We don't, we, we don't hate our city. We're, you know, whatever else I'm assigned here, God has assigned me to be in this city. So therefore I'm going to love this city. Yes. Right. And again, it's not hard for me to do, but whatever else we want to get that mindset out. And, and because until you love, you're probably not going to reach out until you love, you're not going to help. No, exactly. And so when you start to love your city, you're going to help your city. Now, that that wasn't in the budget. No, that was the amazing <laughs> thing, right? We had no yeah. money in the budget for it, and yet every we 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 had we had plenty of funding because obviously, funding follows vision. Yes, and we had this idea. We had then we turned that idea turned into a, a plan, and that plan turned into a vision, <laughs> and that vision turned into a ministry, which today is called I Love My City, which is which is you know, still going strong on a weekly basis on our campus. We have obviously yep. taken dedicated spaces now in our, on our campus to I Love My City so that people, like even for food, people can, well, they can shop for clothes, they can shop for food right. and get help in other ways. Well, you know, it's amazing because that pivot changed us from just a location where people came to worship and to spend time together, which was really valuable, needed, uh, a good thing to do, to we're bringing other folks to the community, from the community to the church for meeting their needs, even ongoing after all of the, the things we did changed, you know, and yep. they're, they're now coming in droves to get help. And we did not only clothes and food, but emotional care as well. Yes, yes. You know, because this was a tough, you know, COVID was a tough thing for families and still is. Right. Uh, very, very big challenge. And if we can translate a church ministry into a believer's lifestyle. Yes. That's really the goal, meaning we have abilities for people to help others. But then that's those are those are at certain times. Yes. But then those very people now go and they're an army in their neighborhoods. So that's really it, it's it's church ministry is beyond church ministry. It's got to be, it's, it's got to turn into the lifestyles of the very believers that are at those events because those ministry events turn into lifestyles and mentalities right. and mindsets that don't, we don't, it doesn't stop when the event begins. It ends. Well, corporate became personal. Exactly. You know, and institutional became personal that I have a responsibility to do right. something special for my community. And we've heard stories, you know, it's kind of fun to see what happens. We've heard stories about 
uh, lives that were changed, uh, impacted by uh, our stepping out of our comfort zone a little bit to to be into the community and help folks. Uh, and it, that was really rewarding to to hear about people being changed. That that is the reward. Yeah, yeah, just amazing. So uh, I was also thinking about how tough COVID was because we couldn't do funerals during that time. And, you know, one of the things we do as pastors is we reach out to families and, and often couldn't even get into a hospital right, uh, or a facility where somebody was going through a really tough thing, whether it was just a normal operation where we would often go and pray for them or they were dying and their family couldn't get in, we couldn't get in. That was a tough time. And remember, you were part of this as well, that yeah. um, we as People's Church and, of course, uh, the scope of our our congregation is is pretty large, but we had every staff member calling, and we did this. Did we do it three or four times? Yeah, four times during this time. We called everybody personally, yeah, and and talked to them. And that's and, nine thousand on the database at the right, time. right, yeah. And so, and and making sure that they knew that we cared about them and what can we do for them. And obviously that, that turned into some incredible conversations. It really was. I, I can remember one of them that I had. Uh, and, and remember folks, uh, we're given a list of maybe 200 calls for that day. And uh, we may or may not know them. Uh, so we're making a cold call in a lot of ways, but just to encourage people, I can remember making a call to someone who ended up. Larry, no, let's, let's sit this <laughs> Larry Powell cannot make a cold call. <laughs> no, that's probably true. That's probably true. In fact, I made 300 of them a day. You know, but I can remember a family in Reedley, and uh, I called, and they said, oh, we're not attending the church anymore. But you know what? When I asked them, well, is there something I can pray with you about? They said, yeah, you know our our newborn is in the hospital and is not expected to live. And it was interesting how God provided opportunities for us as we're making these calls uh, to folks we may or may not know. We, right. You know, and with as many people as we have at People's Church, you don't know everybody. You know folks in your sector and, you know, that you're serving. But it was uh, amazing. And they said, we can't believe you're calling us right now when we really need it. And that story was not just my story, but... You know, we, we often did a recap, you know, when we got to our staff right. meetings. What what did you hear recently? What was the story you have? And it was story after story of people in need who were feeling isolated and separate and, and that nobody cared about them. And they got a phone call from a pastor saying, how can I pray for you today during this cold, cold COVID, you know, time? And all of a sudden, God's timing is perfect for people. It really is. It really is. And those stories... We're pretty amazing. Uh, folks, we're going to be right back. We're uh, coming to the end of our s- second segment, but uh, we're with Pastor Dale Oakwis from People's Church uh, here in Fresno, and you're listening to Powell to the People, where civility is always in style. We'll be right back. You're listening to Powell to the People. Write it down. This is Powell to the People. How many are you going to do some more of these? This is Powell to the people on the best talk in town. 
Hey, you're back with Powell to the People, where civility is always in style. And, you know, uh, that that bumper music, by the way, is Mark Lowry, who, uh, I mean, some things never change, usually has a connotation of, oh, man, some things never change. But, you know, God's uh, love and, and faithfulness never changes. So that's what we're talking about with Powell to the People. And we've got with us today Pastor Dale Oquist from People's Church. And, Dale, we've been uh, enjoying a, a good conversation about how the church has had to step up in a whole different way during COVID, but we didn't retreat. We advanced right. during that time. Um, and and now we're going through another shift. Um, and there's always the political pressure of, do you, do you close down? Do you open up? Uh, you know, there are a lot of battles that go on. Uh, how did people's church look at, at all of this as we were navigating our way through the unknown? We um, uh, we looked at it uh, different from other churches, and in the same, you know, some churches looked at it the same way we did, and because uh, because some called us and said, "What are you doing?" Right? Yeah, and and obviously, even in our our very city, where all these pastors get along, and we have a great coalition pastors and clusters. collaboration yes. and clusters of pastors, unlike uh, uh, unlike uh, maybe probably any community I know. Right, but even in that, there were churches that had different and differing mindsets as it as it relates to this. Right. So we just had to go with how we have all, all you know our vision statement is helping people see God and participate in His redemptive story. Yes. So the first thing we want to do is we want to help people see who God is through mm-hmm. what we do. And when they see God, their circumstances change because God is in it. Exactly. Yeah. And so we wanted, we wanted first and foremost, we wanted our vision to be known. We wanted, we, our, our vision guides us. Mm-hmm. It's not just a statement. It's not just something we plaster up and just you know, don't think about. It, right. it, is a, it is a guiding statement for us, mm-hmm. helping people see God. Right. And, and by helping them see God, then they will participate in his redemptive story, which, uh, you know, it, it was a statement that we came up with over an eight, a year and a half process. So right. it's, it's a guiding statement. All that to say that when we faced COVID, okay, what can we do to help people see God in the midst of this? Right. And so we, um, you know, we're a church that says, you know what, we're going to honor our city officials, our mayor, and the mandates of our county we're yes. gonna, and, the, and our state uh, that doesn't have any, it doesn't have any reflection on whether we agree with their politics or not. It right. doesn't matter. Right. We, but we're going to, we're going to go with, you know, that's going to be a, a, a baseline, if you will. Maybe, it, maybe we're not going to follow everything to the letter of the law, but to the spirit of that law. Yes. That's what we're going to do. And because of the fact, because Larry, mm-hmm. as you know, and I'm mm-hmm. going to I'm going to preach to the choir now. <laughs> but the fact is, is that as a church still, yes, we care for our people, but ultimately we care for those who have yet to experience the love of God. Yes. Yes. And and when when we think in terms of ourselves and what we want to do as a church and what we're going to demand that we do as a church, um, I, 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 feel, I feel like that that makes a statement. And I have I have. I've been probably for over a year now been saying, I believe that uh, although I believe that the church 
has benefited from COVID in the fact that it, it forced us to do things that we otherwise were not forced to do. We're in the community in a different way. Right. We yes. have to be the church, which is not a building. Yes, yes. It's, you know, build it and they will come. That's not, that's not the church. The church is, is people and it's developing people. And you can do that in so many different ways without meeting. We learned we, at churches, every church learned for the yeah. most part that you can still thrive as a church without meeting on Sundays, although you want to and you need to. Right. But, but when we, you couldn't, you know, you learn, you learn these things. But all that to say is that in, the, in, in this process, we, we wanted to make sure that everything we did reflected our love for our community, mm-hmm. our love for people, whether they agree with us or not, but we want to make sure. And so if that means what, whether we want to wear masks or not, you know, I mean, Jesus said, right, did, did Jesus not say, if they ask you to walk one mile, walk two, walk two. Yep. So if that, yep. you know, and again, kind of my mentality is if they ask you to wear one mask, wear two masks, <laughs> you know, meaning go the extra mile. Yes. And, and you show them you love them because I, I do believe that the way some churches responded has, has, has made it more difficult to lead someone into faith or show them the love of God than it, it's harder today than it was before COVID because of, because of the animosity, the angst that people have toward churches because of maybe their response in the midst of this. Well, and it brings us back to the civility issue, right? you know, especially as, as believers uh, who love the Lord. How do we show civil behavior at a time when the world is not civil? Right. You know, and I think that, that was really an important part of what we were saying. Yes. Is uh, we welcome everybody here. Come to church. You know, we're going to be there for you. Uh, and if you have a different way of looking at things than we do right now, come anyway. Right. You know, and our leadership and staff, a lot of them, they'll wear the mask, uh, you know, and the mask, as we've often said, isn't to protect the mask wearer. It's a message to other folks saying we care about you as a community and part of our vision statement. Right. What I did not like it in even in people's church was the bullying that took place. Happens everywhere, yes. Among adults of saying people were wearing masks and they were being bullied for wearing a mask or they weren't wearing a mask and they, they were, were being boom. bullied for not wearing a mask. Yeah. And and as you know, we addressed it in our faith family to yes. say that that's not going to be, we're not going to do that. That's not, not going to be about. here. That's not what we're no, about. We're unified with Jesus. Yep. Jesus is the common ground for us. And we may have different views on this, but we're, we, we don't want bullying in our schools <laughs> No. As the superintendent yesterday was talking about, yeah. he didn't talk, maybe didn't talk no, about did. it. Yeah. yeah, we did. Yeah. But whatever else, we don't want bullying in our churches either. Yeah. And no. so even though we have differing ideas, that doesn't mean we don't have a commonality and a, a unity together. No, exactly. And, you know, and I started this this whole program, Powell to the People, uh, with uh, Jim Cece, and we talked about I civility. Love, I love Pastor Jim. Yeah, he's a good guy. And we talked about civility and how we've lost it in a lot of ways because people have become so passionate about a position that they forgot the person. Right, right, right. We've tried to bring back, hey, let's focus on the person, let's focus on Jesus, but let's focus on the person that's in our churches or that is in our community or is next door, and and let's have some conversations where we can disagree but still like each other. Please, you know, please, yes. and, And that's a message you have been giving out from the beginning of this whole adventure we've been on, right, is you can't stop serving or liking people. Yeah, yeah. And, and because if we do, 
if if we all of a sudden now start to view people differently because they think differently than we do, then we've lost our ability to have influence on the world. John chapter 17, Jesus says three things. In John chapter 17, the prayer that he prays for his disciples. The first is, you're still in the world. Yes. Number two, you are not like the world. You're not of the world. Mm -hmm. You are different than the world. You're in the world. You're not like the world. You have to impact the world is the third thing he said. Yeah. And so what, you know, if all of a sudden we start viewing people differently or, and again, the, uh, the whole idea and the concepts that now we look down on those people that don't think the same way we, we do. do. Yeah. If that's the case, we're as churches, if we do that, we're in trouble because we've now all of a sudden, mission. We, we have, we have destroyed. We've, we have, we have eliminated the very mission of God. Yeah, exactly. I, in fact, I, I call it muffling the mission, you know, and then the message we we've basically eliminated it. And it's, it's just, it's too bad that it's gotten so much hatred and, and even in the church world, right. We've had some sense of that at different times and, and uh, boy, shame on us, you know, and uh, so, yes, you know, I agree. Stepping up to say, hey, you know, uh, people come at it from all different points of view. Uh, let's listen. Right. Because a- as we listen, we might be able to find some common ground to talk about some things and help people get a different trajectory in life. If if wearing a mask to a person, you know, and if I'm in the community and wearing a mask is going to allow me to speak the truth and the love of God to somebody, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to wear a mask. Yeah, absolutely. Right? It, it's not that big. It's, you know, Paul says, I'm free to do anything. <laughs> right? First Corinthians nine nineteen. Yes. I'm free to do anything I want. Yes. But I will become a slave just so someone knows. Yeah, absolutely. Well, one of the things that I like about you uh, is Starbucks. <laughs> See, Starbucks is kind of your front porch of the church. It's my well, the well. Yeah. So it's, I, I, you, not the church, the well. But no. <laughs> the, the the well, the the water well, like yes. yeah, Jesus would go. Absolutely, to. where you you go and meet the woman at the well. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Uh, each of us have places in our our own lives where only we can impact somebody, and if we're not taking our sit and soak in the seat out to those places in the world, we've missed our, missed our entire mission, you know, uh, because it's, it's not what happens in the church. It's what we do with what happens in the church as we go out into the world where we live. Well, yeah, we, we, we are designed to do that. Yes. And if, if all we do, you know, some studies have said that a new believer within three to five years of them becoming a new believer, that they no longer have any friends outside of the church. Wow. And so that's not, that's not what we want. We want to, so we have to have those places. And I do, as I do, as you know, in, in my life, I have those deliberate uh, intersections with the community and with people who don't go to people's church, who yes. are, you know, who don't think like I do, who don't <laughs> see like I see, see, who, you know, who, who don't have a perspective, have a totally different worldview, yep. but they're my friends. And, and we have, it's there, not only is it that my Starbucks is my place of civility. It's wonderful, yes. but it's also a place of 
of making sure that I see the way the world sees. And I can't, I can't get in, you know, because the moment I get in again, I think, I thank God that he kind of put a, a like a Christian claustrophobia in me. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning if I get around too many Christians, I yeah. just get claustrophobic, you know, and I got to branch out, right? Bird dogs. Yes. Bird dogs. If you put them in a cage, they'll fight. Yes. They'll fight each other. They'll bicker, you know, but if you, if, if you get them out, of the cage and do what they're supposed to be doing. They don't fight anymore. Oh, I love or they it. do. They go get the, they, they do what they were designed by God to do. You know, let's continue that thought right, right. after our next, we're going to take a break here, folks. We'll be right back. You're listening to Powell to the people where civility is always in style. You're listening to Powell to the people. Write it down. is Powell to the people on the best talk in town. Hey folks, you're listening to Powell to the people. And I'll tell you what, uh, this, this hour, you know, Dale, every time this hour goes so fast, it's just crazy. We're with uh, pastor Dale Oquist from people's church. And, uh, I can't believe, you know, we're down to eight minutes or so left and, and, we haven't covered anything yet. I know. Right? <laughs> and again, uh, the people that you get to talk to on this program has got to be, it's got to feel the same way just be, just because you, uh, all the interesting, powerful, influential, and, you know, intellectual guests that you have. It's, um, I'm, well, I, I, I'm, I'm proud of you for doing this program. I think it's a great, great, uh, well, thank you. God idea. Yeah. Thank you. You know, it's, it's fun to get the, a chance to talk about, civility to talk about the Lord, to talk about how lives really can be, even in the face of COVID and all the craziness that's around us, you know, inflation, you know, everything that's taking place. Uh, I loved a series you did on fear versus faith yeah, and, and how important it is for our families to understand that when the Lord is, is in your life, you don't have to fear, you know, that you, you can have faith that things are going to work out and turn out right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So many times in scripture, one of the great, one of the, 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 the most common command in scripture is do not be afraid. Yeah. Fear not. Do not be afraid (laughs) because fear is not our destiny. Fear. We, we cannot function properly. We can't function in our purpose. We can't function in the spirit because fear will take all fear, fear, that emotion will will debilitate us. It will oh, paralyze us. Absolutely, uh, it's it, it's one of those emotions that eliminates your ability to think, your ability to act. You, you know, it puts you on a couch sleeping all the time. Uh, it separates you from people. Uh, you talk about COVID isolation. It it isolates you in a different way. And, right. It, and it's so sad in families if there's fear especially during the time of COVID when they've had to be together in cramped spaces often and, and they're trying to survive. So, you know, listen to a streaming from the church, uh, you know, <laughs> get, get a word of encouragement. That's, that's it. And that, and you know what, and that's a, that's a great point. And, and not just, not just people's church or a church, but, right. but, but fill your mind with that, which will encourage you and take you forward. That doesn't mean, you know, saying don't be afraid doesn't mean be stupid. Right. 
Right. It exactly. doesn't. It doesn't mean be careless. Exactly. It means. It means you know because obviously there's wisdom involved, but but you but even wisdom cannot function with fear. Not not at all. Because everything you're doing now is is a is a protective device, a protective. Uh, you know, protective reaction to everything where, and fear causes you to be reactive instead of proactive. Exactly. exactly. And so fill your mind because you, you, in times, in times, in, 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 I don't care COVID times, non COVID times, because COVID's not going away. No. You know, in, in all times, we, we, we have to be filling our minds with that, which is going to is going to take us forward. It's going to, it's going to encourage us so that we walk in a sense of destiny. We walk in a sense of peace. Yes. We walk in this. We don't have, you know, because the, the, the three emotions that all go together are worry and uh, uh, worry turns into anxiety, mm-hmm. which turns into fear. fear. Yes. Yes. And they're all the same. They're just experienced on different levels. Exactly. And, and you cannot, you cannot function, you, you know, Obviously, I, I always put it in the context of faith, but even in, in a person, you know, that is, that is apart from faith and just is a, 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 you know, is a citizen in ours, you can't function right with fear, anxiety, and worry. You can't. It's debilitating. Yes. Yeah. And you, and there's a spirit to it, and there's and it's hard to be around that type of person. And you just finished a sermon series on peace. That no, was, I, well, I'm, I, I yes, yes, I'm missing peace, but missing then I, I kept it going now in the new year. <laughs> yes, and so we're still going. So, uh, folks, if you go to peopleschurch.org, you can uh, hear the sermon series of the last few months that are very encouraging. In fact, you've got them for the last several years. Yes, yeah. People can, you know, pick from a lot of things. Now, we know you like sports. We know you have a lot of passions and things, but one of the passions that I don't know if people know about with you is uh, – when you think about Teen Challenge and Convoy of Hope, uh, tell us a little bit about how you got involved with Convoy of Hope. Okay, Convoy of Hope is an agency that uh, is now an international agency. It started in Northern California. Hal mm-hmm. Donaldson and his brothers just started distributing food, and now it has become a you know uh, international, yeah, multinational everywhere. Amazing, first, uh, first in in many cases. Yes, in disasters, uh, disaster relief as well as yeah, disaster relief to give hope to people in the midst of a desperate situation. Whether yeah. that is whether that's feeding. I think they they feed somewhere around uh, three hundred thousand children a day around the world. Wow! And then also, then they are best known for, and that they don't necessarily want to be, but they're best known for their disaster relief. That when they when disaster hits, a lot of times they are positioned before that disaster even hits to bring food, water, and aid into wow. that into that. Where that, whether it's a hurricane, whether it's a tornado, whether it's a tsunami, whatever yep. it is, they've been there. Yeah, and first in is and often last out. Right, you know, is what happens. When well, the, yeah, and yeah. you say last out. A lot of times they never leave those areas, and they keep on ministering, keep there. serving. That's great, yes. folks. We've got a couple of minutes left, but I want to hear from Dale on Teen Challenge as well. Teen Challenge is a is a scripture and discipleship based recovery program that we that we now it's a, again that they have they have 200 and some uh, uh teen challenge chapters, pro, chapters all yep. around the world yep. and uh and uh, we we were instrumental people's church was in bringing it to 
sent to Central Valley. It's now in Reedley, and it's incredible. It's been their success rate is they it's it's off the charts as far as uh, helping people get out of life controlling issues. Yes, and yes. so ours in Central Valley is a men's program, and it has become now when the in the court systems become a a. A recommended sign to it as an option. A recommend yeah. instead of getting sentenced, you go to Teen Challenge, and wow. so a a you know a Bible based discipleship program that really that brings deliverance to people and transformation to lives, and and so we're really excited about the fact that we've gotten to partner with them, and uh, and and that we're you know it's it's and they're all throughout California as well but we're we're really excited about teen they challenge. have a men's choir that we love to hear too <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of energy uh, yes yeah uh, we're down to about a minute left but Dale uh, what would you like to leave with our listeners with today <laughs> <laughs> I, the thing I'd like to leave with us today is that if we're going to walk apart from fear and into faith if we're going to walk in strength and in purpose, if we're going to, if we're going to, we're going to, it's going to be dependent on what we focus on and what our minds think about, you know, he will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. Yes. Yes. And so keep, it's how you think, it's how you think that will determine how you live, right? How you think will determine how you live. And so think thought, you know, Philippians chapter four, verse eight, whatever is Lovely, pure, lovely, report. pure. Yep. Think on these things. Yep. When our mind is set on that, peace comes in. Supernaturally. Yeah. And so it, our minds, how you think is how you live. Make sure you think right. I love it. Well, you've been listening to Powell to the People, where civility is always in style. And uh, Dale, uh, Pastor Dale Oquist, People's Church, thank you for being what a, a part joy. of it. What a joy. Thank you. Enjoyed having you. We'll have to do this again. All right. All right, folks, we'll see you next week.